Hello, hello, hello. I hope you are doing well. Happy Tuesday, whatever time you're joining me from, or if you're watching the replay. Um, it's still confusing to me. You guys know as many times as I have gone live, I still get confused if I'm live um, because <laughs> I get this random countdown and then it says I'm not live. And then when I look at my phone, I'm live. It's just a thing. So here we are. So um, I hope you're having a good day, you guys. And I hope that you are in the swing of things with March. Um, if you're in the States and anywhere for that matter, um, spring break is coming up soon. And so keep that in mind as you are going through this month. I know spring break may look a little bit different this year. I know for my grad school program, this lines are messed up, there we go. For um, my grad school program I'm in right now, um, University of Arkansas did spring break really weird. They did two days at the end of February and then there's gonna be two days at the end of March. So it's like, I don't know, it's just weird. But I want to come on today to first of all say, hey, it's been a while since I have come live and just to see if everybody's hanging in there. Um, as I go live, you guys post any questions you have, any share any wins you've had, any wins you've experienced with your students, with your, um, with your in your teaching, anything that's going well, anything you wanna share. Okay, making sure this my mic is on. Anything you want to share with the group, I would love to hear it. I am not going to take that long because I um, actually have something scheduled after this, and then I have a grad school class tonight from six to eight. So it's just, just you know, calendar never stops, as y'all know. So I have a podcast coming out tomorrow about music in our schools month, and I want to talk about that today. You're going to kind of get a sneak preview of everything I kind of shared on that podcast. But I want you to leave today with some new ideas and strategies you can try with your students. But before we do that, I want to do some shout outs for um, some of the members in Harmony. First of all, all of you are winners. All of you are amazing. All of you are doing great things. And I see each and every one of you. And I'm so stinking proud of you. Okay. So first of all, Joe Tagnipes is our member of the month. He um, did a Harmony share in slept since then January um, all about technology Joe has been a faithful member of Harmony and Joe correct me if you're watching this um, for over a year now I believe and he has always been so willing to be helpful and contribute and um, I've just seen so much growth in him so he is the member of the month I choose members of the month based on um, even if you're not super active in the Facebook group I base it on growth I've seen in the community. I'm kind of watching who's answering each other's comments, even if you're not posting, um, or who's had a one-on-one -on -one call with me, or who's showing up to the Zoom calls, to the member calls, to show up and grow for yourself. So I'm kind of looking just for people who are showing up and doing the work and growing and, or emailing me back and forth and answering questions. And, um, and then if you're not one of those people, that's okay. It's okay. Everybody's different. Everybody needs something different from Harmony and you're growing at your own pace and that's all good. So Jamie Wellman, I want to shout her out for her amazing membership in February. If you have not gotten a chance to look at that inside of the Harmony Hub, she shared about how she uses interactive Google Slides. Really, really good share. Um, she yeah, she just watch it. It's really good. And um, Katie Holbrook, I want to shout her out because she is always a faithful member of Harmony, but now she is on the domestic musician team. Sorry, I was just outside with my kids right before I went live and my hair is all cuckoo. It's okay. Um, 
Um, yeah, so Katie's doing so much behind the scenes in the membership, you guys. We meet about every other week to talk about things. There's some really cool stuff coming up inside of the Harmony membership you do not want to miss. And we will be making some announcements about that pretty soon. So stay tuned for that. Um, but all of you are doing amazing things. I am literally always in the group, just amazed, um, not just in the Facebook group. I get comments all the time inside of the Harmony Hub. I get emails. I'm responding to instant messages and always just so proud of you and just for stepping out and asking questions and be vulnerable and growing and you're not giving up and you're still going. Um, so those were some member shout outs. I want to move on to what's coming up this month in Harmony and then we're going to spend most of this Facebook Live talking about music in our schools month. Um, so Harmony next Thursday, the 12th, hold on, nope, that's the 11th, um, is a, our next Harmony member call, and it's there is no guest expert this month, it's just with yours truly and all of your beautiful faces. So come to our next member call, uh, the link to the Zoom call will be emailed to you on Friday, I will also send out a reminder email that morning, it's at 8 p.m. Eastern, 7 p.m. Central. If you have not made it to a member call, it is very low pressure. It is very um, come as you are. It's very just come relaxed. You do not need to show your face if you would not like to. You can just come in to listen. I will sometimes just say, hey, do you have a question? And you can just unmute yourself and say, no, I'm just here to learn. That's okay. Um, but I can tell you this. The reason I started the member calls when I created Harmony a year and a half ago is because I am in a membership site where they do member calls. I... Um, I'm constantly, one of the reasons I've grown a lot um, as a business owner, but also as a music educator is by meeting in community. And the best way to do that, I have visions for one day having like an in-person retreat for Harmony members. I don't know when because of COVID, but right now the best way to connect with other Harmony members is in those monthly member calls, you guys. I know you're tired after school. I know it doesn't always work for each of your schedules. And I also have been making my best effort to move them around to different days each month so they don't always fall on Wednesdays like they used to. So that way more of you can make it um, since they're not just on Wednesday nights. I'm trying to hit different days of the week, if that makes sense. So I would love for you to come and join us for the member call. Be on the lookout for the Zoom link. And they never go longer than an hour. If you can't make it right at 8 p.m. Eastern time, then come when you can come. There's That's totally fine. If you can only make it for a little bit of time, like 15 minutes, somewhere in between, um, in the middle of it, you're still going to get something out of it. The conversations are so good. And if you're watching this and you've watched or listened to a replay before, you know what I mean. Um, what else is coming up? So uh, the next, the following Monday, there is another lesson plan pack. I'm going to look at my calendar when I'm talking. The 15th, month nine lesson plan pack and resources will be available for you. Um, so be on the lookout for that. And speaking of the lesson plan packs, I, if you saw my post back in, I don't remember when, but the fall, I think it was, I said that I was going to start creating more resources to go along with the lesson plan. So, so far I have created the I can statements. You may or may not be using them. Everything I provide is totally up to you if you use them with your students. There's a lot of different planning resources available. Um, I did some composer of the month stuff. I have a lot more plans for that as well. We're not just using classical composers, but creating resources for other composers and musical artists as well. But I am, besides Kate, well, so I guess I'm a party of two now, I am very, um, as you guys completely understand, pressed for any kind of extra time, especially because if I can be honest, this year I have been doing a lot more quarantine schooling with my own children. Um, it's been, um, yeah, there's a lot going on. So 
With that said, though, I do still have plans to create supplemental resources to go right along with the lesson plan packs, um, where if it says teach this rhythm to your students or whatever, then I'm going to create something that you can do rhythms with your students with that you can either print off or like you would find on Teachers Pay Teachers. You can either print off or create the digital version of that as well. Different things like that has always been a plan to do that. I have not forgotten. I am just really trying to get... Um, uh, everything done that needs to get done. So stay tuned for that. It is coming. It is on my calendar to begin creating those resources and to slowly begin adding them into the lesson plan packs. And remember, if you're a member right now watching this and you're enrolled right now, currently in Harmony, the lesson plans will stay unlocked for you. So what I'm going to do um, after they're all released is I will just up update you um, when everything's like new stuff is added to the packs, if that makes sense. So basically next year, instead of adding lesson plan packs, I'm going to be getting, adding resources you can use with the lesson plans, if that makes sense. And not to mention, I am going through my uh, master's in educational technology program. So I have a ton of plans to add to the plans, uh, different technology ideas that you can implement with your students for teaching and to share with your students as well into the lesson plan packs. So Harmony is always ever evolving. And um, that's what's the cool thing about having a membership site is it's never going to stay stagnant. If Even if you've been a member now for a full year and a half from when I started it, Harmony, or I guess it's been longer than that, a year and eight months, um, Harmony is always going to, it's not going to change. Like the core stuff you see in there is always going to stay there. But I'm always thinking of new ways to um, adapt things and add things and what could be better here? What do I need to add? What do I need to take away? What could be better with the lesson plans? And I would love, I would love any feedback you have. I'm here to serve you. This is about you guys, not about me. And so I would love to hear feedback about the lesson plans. What kind of resources do you need? What what do you want from um, the plans? Are you needing more? Um, yeah, like when it comes to the supplemental resources, what are you needing? What are you needing with technology? Like what ideas would you like to see in there as well? So let me know. Share feedback with me. I'd love to hear from you. You are not offending me if you're like, hey, those are great, but I need this. That's okay. It's okay. Let me know. Um, okay, so then that was the 15th. The 22nd, we have another member share and Rachel Hahn and one of our Harmony members will be sharing um, a Harmony share video. So be on the lookout for that. And then on the 29th, we have a bonus resource coming your way that Katie's creating. And I will let you know about that soon what it is. Okay. So that is what's coming up in Harmony. So be on the lookout for um your weekly email will contain everything you need to know about what's coming up that week. I will send reminder emails the day of a Zoom call or anything like that. I know I'm talking fast. Okay, so, um, oh yeah. The other announcement is look pinned to the very top of the Facebook group and in the email coming out this Friday, and it came out last Friday as well. It is Music in Our Schools Month. So with that said, in, today is March 2nd, but it's not too late to sign up. Um, I have created a Google Doc for you to pick a day. And if someone can't do it every day, we don't need to fill up every day. It's totally fine. But you guys, just pick a day on that Google Doc. So like, I don't know, like, let's say you want to do Friday. Pick this Friday. Say, I'm going to share, even if it's just one post. Like, today my students did this. Bam, that's your share of the day. It does not need to be all day long, okay? You can literally sign up for a day to share for Music in Our Schools Month, and you can share one tip or strategy or lesson idea or a song you like to teach or something when it comes to work-home-life balance you want to share with others inside the Facebook group. So 
make sure you look at that Google Doc. In fact, I'm going to link it in the comments right here. Let me find it. And you guys, if you've joined the live and I'm looking down, it's because I'm looking for this. Here it is. Music in our schools month, share, sign up. So as you can see, Katie and I are the only ones that have signed up so far. But I need you guys to sign up. I want to hear from my, my super amazing Harmony members. So you guys, um, let me put it right here in the comments. I want you guys to sign up. So all it is is you, let me make sure that shows up. It's not entering. Go. Oh, there we go. Um, hopefully you can click on that. It's not showing a clickable. Oh, there it is. Okay. So click on this um, right here, this Google Doc. You can edit it. All you have to do is add your name and your email address. That's it. Or just add your name. Okay. And you just pick a day. You literally just pick a day and you will share just even one tip, like one tip. You could even do it right before school and then you don't have to think about it the rest of the day. Okay. I just think it would be so neat for you guys to share with each other, especially in music in our schools month when advocacy is huge and sharing ideas and what's going on in other people's classrooms around the country and around the world, I would love for you guys to share. So look at that Google Doc. There's no pressure, but at the same time, I would love, especially in the month of March, for you guys to be able to see what's going on. So just share like one thing just one tip. It doesn't have to be anything huge. You don't have to create a graphic. You don't have to do a Facebook live. You don't have to uh, make it cute. It could literally just be typing in like five words. Okay. So I wanted to talk about that. And then also I had emailed you guys and also posted in the Facebook group that if you are feeling the overwhelm right now, let me come into your virtual classroom and even just be like a guest expert. Maybe for music in our schools, Meth, maybe you're, you know, you just sit your little bottom down in that chair and let me come in and be a guest expert or teach a lesson for you. Pick one class period. I will send you my calendar, calendar, I can't say the word calendar link. There we go. And you pick a date that in a time that would work for you and your students and pick a particular class you want me to come to. And of course, approve it with your administrator if you need to do that, of course. And then let me come in and just teach your students or collaborate with you on something or something, anything. So let me know if what you can, I've already emailed a few of you back about that. I'm just waiting for some responses. So let me know. Let me know if you would, if that sounds interesting to you and I'm open to any and all ideas you have. Okay. Um, and I'm only offering this to Harmony members. Um, okay. I've already talked about that. Okay. So like we're going to transition now. We've got all the announcements and all that stuff out of the way. I want to talk about music in our schools month. So tomorrow, if you're watching this on Tuesday, the I never, the second, I didn't even know what the date was. Um, tomorrow on March 3rd, I have my podcast episode is coming out about music in our schools month. But I wanted to talk specifically to my Harmony teachers about music in our schools month. And I'm not going to repeat everything word for word about the podcast and what you're going to hear, but I wanted to just discuss it. Um, I have been in some conversations about music it's really difficult for teachers right now, for music teachers, when you don't feel very appreciated and you don't feel like people are really like, yeah, they're not really appreciating what you do as a music educator. Not only that, we know music advocacy is huge and it's important and you never stop advocating for what you do, but you feel like you're constantly having to fight for yourself as a music teacher and what you do in the music room more than any other teacher does. So it's really hard. And so Although I love music in our schools method, and it's important that we educate others about music education, I want to give you some ways 
that, and you will hear me repeat a lot of this on the podcast tomorrow, um, but I wanted to talk about it here too, just in case you don't get a chance to listen to the podcast episode, to just kind of give Harmony Teachers a way to kind of hear what I'm going to say on the podcast before anyone else. So, um, so your students, first of all, let's focus on your students. They probably know that music's important because you have told them in one way or the other. And I also realize that this school year is way different than any school year's ever been, right? You may be um, completely virtual and you may be, I've only seen like two kids show up to a Zoom call. It may just be super, super difficult. And um, whether you're in person or not, or rolling a cart to a classroom or not, I know this school year is tough. But with that said, um, I want you to talk to your students about what music in our schools month is. Why is it important? Why are we just focusing on music and concentrating on the importance of it in the month of March? Why are, why are we bringing the highlight of music in our schools to the surface and really heavily focusing on it in the month of March? So um, talk about why music in our school month exists, first of all. Just maybe your students don't even know it's a thing. So first of all, just have a discussion with them about what it is. And then um, and then we're, I want you to help your students advocate for music in our schools month. Yes. Yes, your students can be advocates for music education just as much as the community, the other teachers you work with, your administrator, and especially yourself. So the first thing I want you to focus on is why music education matters. And you're going to, first of all, focus on the reasons it matters by talking about, um, talk to your students about your story. Not just about becoming a music teacher, not just why you wanted to teach music, but what is your story as a musician? Why, what inspired you to want to pursue music as a kid? Was there a teacher who inspired you? Were there musicians in your family? Was there an instrument that just kind of piqued your interest and made you want to play that instrument? Was there, um, I don't know, some other opportunity that made you want to be a musician? My hair is just awful today. Anyways, none of y'all care, but I do. Um, it's like sticking up. Um, so first of all, talk to your students. Like we've talked about that before, about forming connection points with your students and creating those relationships. And of course, like I said, it's going to look different for each of you. Some of you are seeing your students each and every day like a full classroom full of kids. Some of you have barely even seen one kid on a screen all school year. So I know this will look different for each of you. So if you're still doing the virtual approach, you could still type something up to share something about yourself, kind of like you did at the beginning of the school year when it was like a get to know the teacher type of deal and you shared all about yourself, you shared who you are, um, I don't know, whatever you put in your like back to school letter. Well, in music in our schools month, you could focus on you as a musician, not just right now, kids love to hear about teachers and any adult for that matter back in the day okay they're like oh my gosh you were a kid once <laughs> you know like when a kid sees you in a grocery store and it's just like totally different so talk about when you were a child what made you want to get involved in music what was your elementary music experience like explain that to the students they will really love hearing about it so um Talk about why music education matters. Without it, kids, as you know, are not receiving a well-rounded education. Breaks my ever-loving heart when music is cut from schools. I'm so super passionate about this because I'm not to be like the nail on the head a million times, but my story, that's how I started out. A school that hadn't had music for seven years. And then not only that, the district I worked in, I'm watching schools all around me get shut down. 
they're just shutting down and then they're consolidating schools and, and then they're still taking the music program out of that school that got consolidated. It was awful. And I know for a fact that is not the only place that's happening. That's why there are foundations like the VH1 Save the Music Foundation and all kinds of other amazing programs out there like Grammy Music Education and Mr. Holland's Opus that are there to bring music back to schools. And that's why I am super passionate and harmony. And if you're new here, I don't think I've even talked about this in the last couple months, but we give back as harmony, as a group, we give back together to a nonprofit. So we have given back to um, VH1 Save the Music Foundation before and um, another nonprofit last year. And then we will vote again, uh, maybe April. It's either going to be April or May we will vote to give to something else because it's such a huge passion of mine. And I want to make sure we're giving back to um, an organization that really is going to use the money to um, fund music education. So um, focus on why music education matters. Talk about a well-rounded education should include the arts. Do you have an experience where you as a child, um, whether it was elementary or middle school or high school, where there was not opportunities to learn music in your school? Do you have that experience? Explain that to kids. Um, so we've talked about this in Harmony before, but one thing I love about music education is kids feel a sense of accomplishment in music class when they don't feel that way in some other classes. Not every student, but there are some kids who really struggle in academic areas or even art, or they're not the greatest like athletic kid. And so in music class, sometimes because you have taken the time to teach them music and you have opened those creative doors that you didn't even know were there in a child, then they will realize, oh, I kind of have a knack for this. Oh my gosh, I really want to keep pursuing music in one way or the other. I can't tell you, and I know you guys listening and watching this have probably had this experience, and if you haven't yet, you will. You 100% will. Um, I got to reconnect. He was on my podcast, and I can't remember the episode. Ralph Edwards, I can't, I don't want to look it up right now. But yeah, look at my podcast. It says my interview with a student or something like that. He is a worship pastor now. He has written his own music. He went on to do middle school choir. And he said it's because, be, and I'm not going to take credit for everything he's done in his life. It's because of hard work, first of all. But he said it's also because I was that teacher that sparked that creative interest in him where he was like, oh, I kind of feel like I want to keep going with music. You don't know what kids are going to come back to you in the future and thank you for making a difference in their life and tell you that because you put you planted that seed they decided to continue with music now doesn't mean every child that comes to your classroom door is going to continue into a music career but with that said you are still planting seeds that will teach kids organization and cooperation and respect and um life skills they're learning in music that you obviously know about you're you're teaching all kids all kinds of skills that they're learning in your classroom so there are going to be students that you see that are thriving in music. Um, there's going to be kids coming in your room that, like I said, maybe haven't really ever learned how to work as a team with others or collaborate with other kids. But in your room, they do. And they're always grouped by, you know, reading level. And in your room, it's, it's like an even playing field. So every kid can and should and will learn music. So important. Um, I'm going to skip some of this because, like I said, you're going to you're going to hear it on the podcast tomorrow. Um, let's see. So, yeah, just having conversations with your students is super important. Having conversations with them about why music education matters doesn't mean you have to even do it every single time. But just 
explaining to them, hey, you like that song? Here's where you might hear it out in the community. You may have heard this particular song before, um, I don't know, even on the radio. You may have heard it before at your church. You may have heard it before at a baseball game. This song may be in a commercial. Just explain to students how music is everywhere. Okay, so we talked about helping your students to be advocates. How do you do that? Maybe you're in a community that doesn't really value music education. Maybe you are in one of those communities I described where I worked, where music is just kind of being cut left and right, or you're kind of nervous about, like, am I going to be the next cut? It's just kind of always in the back of your mind. Advocating for music education is huge, and we can have a, another conversation about that one day because there's a lot of um, ways. In fact, listen to episode 140 on my podcast that Randy Barton was just on to talk about that. Um, but here's how you can help kids. Explaining to them why music is important is the first step. Not just explaining and not having conversations, but letting kids experience music, letting them love music and become lifelong learners and lovers of, and promoters and advocates for music when they have their own children and when they become grandparents one day later in life. That is a way to create advocates from for I mean, um, create advocates of your students. And um, OK, so the ways they can be advocates as well is advocating to their teachers and their parents. Going back to focusing on the reasons music ed matters. Have them showcase what they're working on in music class, whether it's virtually or not. They, When they get off that screen with you, because I have three boys and I'm telling you this happens, they will be singing songs, doing dances, showing you rhythms, playing on the table, a drum beat they did in class or whatever else it might be, or sharing with you a favorite uh, musical game they learned on a website. They, with their parents, they will be advocating at home. They will without even telling them to. Why? Because they're experiencing music, because they love it, because they have it. Music gets stuck in your heart. It gets stuck in your head. You cannot help, but it just kind of takes over. It just is something that happens. And so music lives inside of us. So that happens with your students. That is a way to advocate by just having them experiencing music. Then they will take that home with the people they live with and they will be advocating for you. Um, Okay, and also while learning virtually, parents are like right there in the room or in another room usually. They're already hearing what's going on and seeing what's going on too. So there's already advocacy going on at home. Um, but when you are in the classroom and your COVID goes away, one of these days it will, I promise, we're believing that, um, invite parents to come in to see what their kids are doing. I'm not just talking about a formal performance or program, but do like informative. Today, I'm just going to see if parents want to come. Come in and observe. Just see what's going on. Maybe have a sign-up sheet so you only have maximum like six parents at a time coming in. And that way you don't have like a room full of parents and the kids can't do anything. Maybe have a sign-up sheet. Hey, why don't you sign up for a time to come and observe the kids? Maybe only have the sign-up sheets open for a couple weeks and then that's it. And you have two weeks where it's like kind of like a just come and observe what we do in music class type of situation. It's totally up to you how you do this, but there's a lot of ways you can advocate with kids. I go into a little bit more of that on the podcast tomorrow. But like I said, this is kind of a sneak peek for you guys. Um, and then talk with your students about how music changes lives and about how music is everywhere. And then have a conversation with them and explore ways that music is everywhere. And then talk about different musical artists that they love and they enjoy listening to. Um, you know, I think it's, you're going to hear totally different opinions on this. And I don't just think it's because I'm a classical pianist, but I think teaching students about 
a lot of different musicians and composers, including the classical composers, is important. You're going to see people, and I'm not calling anyone out at all, because everybody has different opinions, but there's going to be some people who say, don't teach the classical composers and just focus on the modern musical artists. Some people say, just focus on the composers and don't do any modern musical artists. And then there's going to be some people who are kind of like in the middle, kind of like I am, where I think it's like a well-rounded approach. It should be a well-rounded approach. It should be about focusing on composers from, yes, a long time ago, but all the way to today and a variety of different cultures and styles of music and different, um, uh, yeah, like black, black artists, um, brown artists, white artists, like everyone. Focus on all types of music, musical styles, musical genres, musical cultures. I incorporate that all into the lesson plan packs all year long as well. But make sure you're just exposing your kids to a lot of different types of music. And while they're listening to different styles of music, maybe talk about the musical artists. Like who wrote this song? Who wrote the song? What, where, who is this artist? What was his, his or her experience like as a child? What made them want to get into music and then keep going with that? Um... On the podcast tomorrow, I do talk about my experience with getting started in music because of my first grade teacher playing piano. Um, Have conversations with your students about your musical experience as well. So let's talk about ways to celebrate while I drink my Coke Zero. Hold on. It's always awkward watching someone take a drink. How to celebrate. Okay. Connect with musical artists live or with video. So pre-recorded video. Um, If you're teaching virtually or even if you're not, Bringing a musical artist into the school is super hard right now or a a performing group or whatever. So maybe have a musical artist. Maybe there's a friend you know. Maybe they don't even live near you. And that is the amazing thing about technology is it doesn't matter where they live. You can still bring this musical artist in live. So if you teach, I'm just going to throw out a number, 16 classes. If you invite a musical artist to come and perform for your students, they're not going to probably want to do it 16 times. So what I would suggest is... Maybe with a fifth grade class, you have them come perform live, and then that fifth grade class can ask questions of this musical artist. Then you record that, and you share it with the rest of the classes. They get to watch it as well. And then what you can do is have the students submit questions they have for that musical artist or performer, and then you can submit it to the performer. They can answer the questions, and you answer it or you can even have the students create Flipgrid videos to send to the performer so they can watch the videos as well. Maybe so they don't get like, I don't know, 500 different Flipgrids. You do one Flipgrid video per class and you you have all the students write out their questions they wanna ask this performer. And then you have one student who's the one asking the questions that the class came up together with. I hope that makes sense. And I didn't even include that in the podcast. So that was a little extra for you. Um. Okay, so that's an idea. Another idea is have students participate musically with other schools. So we're focusing on the cup is half full right now. And I've said this once and I'll say it 25 more times that there are situations that um, there's going to be hardships. There's going to be hard days. There's going to be things that are just super tough. But on the flip side of that, there are going to be a lot of situations this school year where you are going to be able to bring what you're learning right now that you can carry into future school years. And one of those things is the fact that using technology, I mean, how cool is that? That using technology, you've learned new ways to use it, new apps, new websites, new ways to record your students, new ways to share music with them. And also... Being able to participate with music with other schools. A lot of times, um, I know when I taught for Tulsa Public Schools, we did this um, 
I don't remember what it's called now, but basically I had an honors choir fourth and fifth graders. And so did the other schools. So it was like 20 of our schools up there on this stage with a million risers. And we all taught our choirs the same songs. And then we brought them together for a virtual, nope, not a virtual, an in-person performance of all the different choirs from the schools. But um, this year, what you could do instead of that is obviously maybe 20 schools might be a little much, but maybe it's just one other school or you or three other schools. And maybe it's the harmony teachers in here you asked to collaborate with you on this project. And you have different schools where each of you are choosing a class. You try to find a common um, class period, like a time during the day where you can have a live Zoom call with your classes. And then you each, you're teaching your classes something similar. And then during that class period, the classes are doing a dance together or they are showcasing something they worked on, kind of like the informants we mentioned earlier. Have schools or a classroom your school perform virtually for another school. How cool would that be to be able to have students connect with other schools and to be able to see what they're learning and maybe you each are focusing on a different culture. Maybe you're learning a different dance or song or instruments from a certain culture. And then you're showcasing that for another school while they show you a culture they chose and then so on and so forth. So that's a collaborative thing that's super fun to do. And you can form connection points with other schools as well. And then the last thing I want to say is celebrate school-wide. Now, um, normally I would say like have an assembly and invite everyone in and, you know, do um, maybe have everybody watch one of your programs you're going to put on. Uh, maybe you bring in a live performer or band or orchestra or something and they put on a performance for the students. This year, no bueno. Can't happen. So what you're going to do or what you could do is have the teacher send you, the classroom teacher send you their favorite song. And there's a couple different things you can do for this. You're gonna, each class, so like if it's fourth grade class, Miss Smith, their class would, their teacher's favorite song, and that class will create some kind of dance or body percussion activity to go with their teacher's favorite song, and then we'll perform it for their teacher. And, or you have all staff across the school submit, or you give them a form to fill out about anything about music. So. Ideas, ideas I'm going to share in the podcast tomorrow are um, them as a musician. Do they play an instrument? How do they enjoy music? Is there anyone in their family that's a famous musician or performer? Did they do music when they were a kid? And so on and so forth. And maybe you have them even um, submit it to you in a Google form. And then the kids have to guess who they think filled out that form without telling them, telling them your blah, 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 telling the kids the adults' names. And you can also have these adults hang it up outside of their classroom doors, or um, if it's like an office secretary, she can hang it up on her desk. Or if everybody's still virtual, you can just have them share it to the school's Facebook page, um, a Facebook group, cl to Google Classroom, wherever, Canvas, wherever your school hangs out, share them digitally with a Google form and have them fill it out that way. Um, let's see. You can also share a different every day, post a different reason music matters online or in person. Maybe you just create a blank calendar and each day you just put 
something short so that everybody can read it, but you just put a different reason music education matters and you hang it outside your wall. Or maybe you want to make it big. Maybe you want to make a, like a construction paper and each day you have like a big, you know, across the wall. So by the end of the end of March, there's 31 days and maybe you're only doing the school days, but you don't have to, you could do all 31 days. And by the time these people walk down the hallway or come into, come into your Google classroom, they'll see 31 reasons music matters in our schools. Um, and then the other thing I want to say is really go over with students, especially I would say upper elementary, but you can go over it with anyone about the different musical careers, because I don't think students really understand how many different musical careers are out there. You may be the only musical person they know. I don't know why I did air quotes for that. But you're, you as the music teacher may be the only musical person a student knows. So explaining to them, it there are opera singers. Yes, there are musicians that play in an orchestra but did you also know there's rappers there are producers there are um, arrangers there's djs there are um, sound engineers there are um, pianists there are musical accompanists there are choir teachers band i mean the list goes on and on and so explaining to your students all the different musical careers that are out there they may be blown away because they may honestly just have no idea so I think it's such a great idea to explain to them what different musical careers are out there to really spark some interest in your kids and really get them excited about it. So if you have questions, I would love to answer any questions you have about if you're needing new ideas for music in our schools month, please just ask, ask in this group, um, post a comment on this video, and please, you guys, click on the Google form, sign up for a day to share. If you don't want to fill out the form, just post anything you're doing all month long. We would love to celebrate you and to see what's going on in your classrooms and to really have you guys collaborate with each other. I think it's so exciting to see and so much fun to see you guys sharing with each other because that is what community is all about. And we need community now more than ever. You guys have an amazing rest of your day and an amazing week and I will see you soon. Bye.